Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Drink it in, Drink it in, drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What is going on, everybody? It is Wednesday here on the show. Ready to talk some Lions. Matt Stafford versus the Lions went down. We'll get into that. But we also got a fun segment here that we're going to do off the top for the show. And if there's only one man, there's only one guest that I can do a good fun segment with here on the show. We have some of the best guests on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I'm your host, Derek Oakry. But this week I've got the one and only Joey Christopoulos at Joey Sports Guy. I mean, he's on every social platform. He's putting out incredible content. Joey, how you doing today on a Wednesday? Derek, I'm doing great, man. Great to be back on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. It's Halloween week. Been ripping them horror movies. Been having myself a nice time ready to talk some football with you. There you go. Exactly. Now, now usually when you come on, you know, we're talking NFC North. I mean, we're talking Bears Lion. We, we've been through all that. So what I want to do here on this first segment, is going to be a little bit of a rapid fire, shorter show, is, is I want you, my friend, if you're willing, to play the role of the national media, of the people that talk about the Detroit Lions. Now, limited talking about the Lions, or or usually negatively, but I kind of want you to play that role, and then I'm going to do what I love to do, one of my favorite things to do, and that's play the role of the loyal, the diehard, the absolute, just resolute Detroit Lions diehard fans, the Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers that are listening to this show. So I thought we'd throw a few topics out. You kind of tell me what you're hearing nationally or even what you think maybe and and disguise it as national talk. And then I'll give you the lion side of things. You want to get into that? Uh, Yeah, man, let's give it let's give it a shot. I think Kool-Aid drinkers get your get your shots ready here. Uh, And uh, yeah, dude, let's let's dive right in. I got some questions. I definitely got some questions for for the Lions, for the Lions brethren. Let's do it. Exactly. Well, let's get into it. First of all, like you said, glass of that Honolulu Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. 
Now, Drew, I'm going to throw this one at you because if there's no other place to start than with Dan Campbell, I I often call him on the show Dan freaking Campbell, okay? Like, I want to know what you think national media, maybe yourself, maybe the the doubters out there are thinking about the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Um, Okay, so uh, I'll I'll get the first question here. Um, uh, Dan Campbell, hi. uh, Joey from dominoes.com. Um, I got a question for you. Uh, look, you know, your first season as coach, uh, you've bitten some kneecaps. Uh, you've cried a bucket of man tears. You're like a combination of Hannibal versus Grey's Anatomy. What's next for you, coach? Um, are you looking at a win anytime soon? How is the first year going for uh, your Campbell's chunky group of men? Oh, my God. All right, we're off the rails here early. We're taking this in all types of directions. That's okay. Now, now, Mr. Campbell, don't don't reply. I got this. My name is Derek Oakry. I'm the host of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I speak for all of the Detroit Lions loyal fans, the Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers out there. And, and, and here's the thing. You can bring up kneecaps. You could talk about chunkies. Whatever you want to do out there, all the people. Everyone has a take, an opinion on, oh, he's being too aggressive. Oh, Dan Campbell's all these gimmicks. Oh, he doesn't wear his hat on straight at the press conferences. He put on a racing helmet. He did all these things. You know what Dan Campbell is? You know what Mr. Campbell, the head coach of the Detroit Lions, is, Joey? He is real. He's a real human being, and he's a football guy. He eats, sleeps, and breathes football. He played for years and years. He's tough-minded. He can beat up any coach in the NFL. That's for damn sure if we're in the cage. And he knows what he's doing. Now, every game that he's been out there, yeah, he's had a couple questionable things here or there. But Dan Campbell is out there knowing he doesn't have the talent yet, knowing that he's trying to build a new culture, but it's not there yet but also has been in a lot of these football games. He's fell a little bit short. He's a positive guy. He's got this whole thing rowing in the right direction. Now he's like, all I got to do now is drop in a few stud players at the premier positions, and we're going to be rolling because I got all these undrafted low rookies that are dogs that are out there hustling and working hard and keeping us in football games against much superior talent and teams. So Dan Campbell's ready to go. That's what everybody here in Detroit thinks. Everybody else can doubt him all they want. doesn't matter. So just just follow up on that real quick from uh, right here from dominoes.com. Um, so when you're looking at the end of the season, right, there's a lot of pieces that you're going to decide to take with you long-term moving forward. You're saying Dan Campbell is a long-term piece? I mean, absolutely. The guy got a six-year contract. Mr. Campbell, is, he loves the Detroit Lions, the organization, the team he's building in his mold, him along with general manager Brad Holmes. Like, he's here for the long haul. Expect great improvements in years two, three, and beyond. I think the city loves him. All they're waiting for is W's. And despite the frustration and the uh, people telling us, be patient, we know we weren't going to be good. Everybody wants a win in the National Football League. But the diehards, the Kool-Aid drinkers, know in time it'll come and it'll come behind a leader of men like Dan Campbell. Dan freaking Campbell. Next question. Um, Hi, my name is Clive Orenthal. I'm from the Grand Rapids Rambler.org. This question is for Jared Goff. Um, Mr. Jared, um, you have six interceptions, six fumbles, four lost. Um, maybe this goes over to your, your, your counterpart, Derek, here, because 
Joey Sports Guy was on the show earlier this season and said to us Lions fans that you deserved better. So, Mr. Goff, um, do you feel like you're being – you feel like you're underwhelmed, overwhelmed, or just plain whelmed with your play this season? <laughs> M- Mr. Goff, if you if you would, please, I got this. Like, again, I, I got to stand up – for, for number 16, the quarterback of the Detroit Lions, the city of Detroit, what we're building here. And, and again, cheap shots across the board here with this guy. Everyone wants to call out everything he's doing. Uh, you know, he can't throw downfield. He has trouble throwing spirals. He has tiny hands. He's dropping the football. All these little things. But what, what he is doing is he's come in here. He said everything right. He, at times, when he's given time in the pocket, as well as uh, short passes, he's able to connect on those. He is a is a leader. He was voted captain. I mean, Jared Goff is the guy they brought in here thinking, this is the type of guy that can take all the bullets. He can still make plays. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Yes, he's making a big chunk of money. This is the guy that can be here for two Possibly three years, even when the fans are getting short, wanting the new rookie, wanting somebody else, and can make plays. So you can throw out all these turnover numbers. He wants those to come down. He's understanding. He also does want to push the football field down. The He wants to push the ball down the football field. But have you seen the receivers on this team? Like... It's going to get there, trust me. So Mr. Goff is very confident in his position. The, the fan base may want, uh, you know, a new dynamic uh, leader, but they are they know that Jared Goff is here during this rebuild. He is going to get it going, and, and if they can get in some receivers and, and add pieces like they will in this next draft, well, why can't he come back and be be a mid to upper mid quarterback in NFL? No, no reason why. Um, uh, I have a question. Uh, Crispin Crackerjack, DetroitDads.org here. Um. Uh, DeAndre Swift is the best Lions running back since blank. Well, Mr. Crackerjack, I mean, that's simple. He's the best running back since Barry was here in Detroit. I mean, this guy, Mr. Swift here, who, again, is very quiet. When he does his press conferences, usually only a couple words that he uses as replies. He's smooth as silk both on and off the field. And DeAndre Swift is being used great by Dan freaking Campbell, by Jared Goff, who you guys also asked about earlier. He's being thrown the football, too. He's being he's doing outside runs. He's using the speed, his shiftiness. And have you seen him uh, lower the boom on a couple people? It's all about that boom. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like, he is the angry runs winner two years ago from Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football. Like, this guy's got power. He can catch. He can run around you. He can jump over you. He can do everything he needs to. So DeAndre Swift is a silky smooth athlete and the best running back for the Detroit Lions since number 20 was here doing big things. Uh, I have a question. My name is um, Rupert from MotorCityKittyUK.com. Um, any update at wide receiver of maybe who will play this week? Um, Roy Williams, Mike Williams, Charles Rogers. Um, can you talk about Khalif Raymond? And is also, additionally, is Tyrell Williams alive right now? I will sit down and let you answer. Oh, my goodness. Um... That, that, that's a good question. You know, um, the, the lack of talent at receiver has been an issue. 
Uh, it's been a cracker, you might call it. Um, you know, a little bit of a, a crikey. But, uh, you know, the, they're aware of this. And, and I feel like the team itself is getting lots of production out of Mr. Khalif Raymond. You can find him in your program as well as on the stat sheet. He's putting up some nice numbers. As far as Tyrell Williams goes, you know, as as the uh, person speaking here for the uh, loyal fan base of Detroit, I mean, we cannot speak for what his medical situation is. We do wish he was out on the football field. We did not get to see him more than a quarter or two in that opener. And um, that's very disappointing, um, especially when people continue to come back from concussions on a weekly, bi-weekly basis. It's now been eight weeks. Um, we have no updates on him, but uh, wish him all the well and wish he could be out on the field making plays. And yeah, the other guys are a rookie. Uh, St. Brown is coming along as well as... You know, uh, lots of injuries, as we have across this team, Quintus, Cephas, and others. But the Detroit Lions and the organization, Dan Campbell and company, know that they can add receivers basically any time they want to. They decided not to this year and are just rolling with it. But in the coming years, we will have talent at that position, as well as we may find a diamond in the rough in Mr. Raymond and others. So um, not not too concerned about the receiver position. They're all working hard and... You know, we, we appreciate that. Uh, my name is Curtis Baper uh, from Michigander Salamander Times. Are there brighter days ahead for TJ Hawkinson? Uh, you know, that knee injury has kind of held him back the last couple of weeks. Do you see him and golf beginning to connect again like they did in training camp? I'll sit down and let you answer. I appreciate that. I mean, it- you, you you called him, um, you know, T.J. Hawkinson on the show here, and, and for the Kool-Aid drinkers, we refer to him as T.J. Hawkinson. I mean, you know, here, here's the thing. I mean, again, I'm speaking for the fan base. I'm, I'm kind of standing up for us based on some of these uh, questions for you, you guys that don't watch on a daily basis or whatnot. Like... I think TJ Hawkinson gets a lot of love from the national media. You know, he's this top flight tight end. He's the best receiver, best player on the offensive side of the ball for the Lions, a lot of people will say. And I I like him as a football player. He's a quality player. Now, I don't I'm starting to wonder where his ceiling is. I haven't seen many hundred yard games, seen many big plays. I started to see some early things with him and Goff this season. Those have tapered off quickly. So what is where is he at as a player? I mean, is he is he a trade candidate? I mean, that seems crazy, but to to me, I mean, you can win without a top flight game changing tight end, and is he that? You know, we will see. So, uh, I think everybody in the city loves Hawkinson. A lot of the people on Twitter are always like, "Man, T.J. Hawkinson is." He's just untradeable. He's a great player, but it's all about value. It's all about position, uh, premier positions. It's about what you're paying where and to who and and also what kind of impact they make on Sundays. So I think T.J. Hawkinson ha- has quite a bit to uh, sort of continue to prove as well as he he has given himself a nice resume. So I, I think it's a little bit TBD on Mr. Hawkinson, but also – if they can surround him with other pieces and put that dynamic quarterback and, and build up this defense, he, he's a really nice piece, young player, somebody that you could build around. Okay, everyone, we have time for two more. Okay, all right, jeez. Hi, Charlie Smarley from Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor High School. Um, When will you guys win a game? Uh, is that a real question? 
Seriously? Yeah, I'm just curious. When were you like when were you like the Lions? When were you gonna win a game? Well, uh what was your name again? Charlie Smartly from the Ann Arbor <laughs> High School Times. Well, Charlie, I, I apologize. Um, like, like I say, uh, again, speaking for the team, the fan base, the, the loyal Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, we're trying to win every game, Charlie. We've been trying to win, but we knew that the wins were going to be a little bit tough to come by. I mean, you, you understand that, right? So it's a, it's a little bit tough to get W's in the National Football League. So we're working hard. We're trying. We came close a few times. I mean, we'll we'll talk about this Rams game here in a moment. It was, it was kind of a win in sorts for the Lions, even though it's not a W in the columns. So I, I feel like, you know, people just need to hang in there. We're playing Philadelphia, which we might talk about later here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast on the Friday show. That may be the W. So, Charlie, it's coming, man. It's coming. You need to be patient and... Uh, not ask me questions like this if we ever have another press. All right, Charlie? Like, we're going to get a W. Don't you worry. Don't you worry, buddy. Okay, I guess. Um, excuse me. Um, I'll take the floor from here. Hello. Final question. Tristan Thompson from The Atlantic. Who will Dan Campbell have present his award at the Guinness Book of World Records headquarters when he breaks the all-time world record for most heartbreaking last-second losses in one season? Hmm, man, another intriguing question, as most of these have been. They some of them have caught me off guard, to be perfectly honest with you. But uh, as far as the Guinness Book, I think there's been plenty of heartbreaking losses. I don't know that Dan freaking Campbell in only six games is able to take that crown, but the Detroit Lions might take that crown as an organization because we've had lots of tough losses, lots of last-minute issues, lots of um, referee uh, conundrums, you may call them, in, in plenty of football games. So I'm not sure who would present it to Dan Campbell, but someone may need to present it to the Lions, at least now, because pretty much after this season and moving forward, um, that's going to be put to bed. There are going to be W's for Charlie and others, and, and there are going to be uh, exciting things going on with the Detroit Lions across the board and I just ask you here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast to do one thing as we end this press conference I appreciate all the questions I appreciate you know what you guys have all brought to the table I've tried to stand up for my team my city what they're building Dan freaking Campbell Jared Goff the players on this team and, and I just say let's just end it with what we do here on the Kool-Aid cast that's simply this drink it in man. Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid, everybody. Thank you. I got to go. Take care. What does that even mean? Drink it in. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, my goodness, everybody. That that went off the rails quickly, but Joey brings it every time. So uh, we... Oh, that, uh... <laughs> was, that was interesting to watch, Derek. There was a lot of... There was a lot of different characters from a lot of different walks of life. Yes, yes, you uh, definitely quite the uh, group of characters. You uh, not not maybe how we uh, thought about the segment, but very entertaining as well as like I said, I tried to come strong because 
there's a lot of national media that are killing this team, that are making jokes about the Lions, that look at the record, look at some of the talent, are just killing them. And I know there's a lot of Kool-Aid drinkers, a lot of Detroit Lions diehards that are like, oh no, this rebuild's going exactly how a rebuild should. We got the picks in our back pocket, multiple. We've got players. We've got going to have cap space. We've got a young, energetic coach. We've got a solid GM that can actually pick talent. There's a lot of people that are real excited. So we had fun with that, but I just wanted to put some of that to bed because I feel like it's going to be, you know, turning the corner here. And a lot of people are excited despite the others that are frustrated and just want to win absolutely today, you know, rather than rebuild it the right way. Yeah, um, I I agree with you. I think uh, Charlie Smarley, first of all, I mean, she's in high school, dude. You know what I mean? You got to cut her some slack. I mean, she doesn't understand, I think, the history of the Lions. And look, man, we've been talking about it since the preseason. Like, it's not so much about wins this year. It's about is Dan Campbell the long-term future. And you guys have all these picks coming up. If you get the number one pick, do you really need to, you know, do you, you don't have to take a quarterback, right? You could trade that for even more picks. You could have like three or four first-rounders next year. I don't know. I mean, it. I think the process of getting through this year and getting to next year is is kind of going off without a hitch for you guys. Yeah, and, and if you're intimating that Charlie Smarley was a female, I apologize for the yelling. Uh, I was assuming it was kind of a a uh, she was nerdy mean. She's high a mean school girl. It's yeah. fine. Derek. Yeah, I uh, I did not mean to come across that way, but like you say, we we have fun with that segment. Now, Joey, let's let's not mess around. I said we we're going to get right into it on the show, so I want to take that quick pause for our sponsors, and I want to come back and talk some real legitimate ball that went down this Sunday and that's Lions Rams you're out in LA even though you're a Chicago guy yet you're on the Kool-Aid I I don't know what's going on there but I know that the Lions went into the LA Rams stadium and put up a hell of a fight very aggressive fun game to watch I think we'll get into all that after the break what do you say yeah let's do it everybody we'll be right back you ready showtime on May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody, this goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers, we do what we do, which we try to entertain you there on the front part of the show. Joey went in this crazy character mode. I just got all ramped up talking about trying to defend. This is one thing I've been trying to do on Twitter, Joey. I've been trying to defend my Detroit Lions for people that are taking pot shots, people that aren't respecting us, people that are wanting to just look at the record and just uh, go ham on this team. I think they're putting it together. I think it's coming. It's a tough season, don't get me wrong. But uh, get some W's, get that top selection, and, and away we go. So I, I was going to give you off the top, I gave you the at Joey Sports Guy before we get into this Rams game. Like, definitely throw out some things, or I just want to promote all your stuff because, man, you're always dropping a video. You're always dropping pods with all types of folks across the sports and entertainment realm. So do your thing. Uh, well, thank you so much, Derek. Yeah, as you had mentioned previously, Joey Sports Guy at Instagram and Twitter. Please give a follow or just watch the videos and throw on a like. I do talk a lot about Chicago sports, but I like to try and branch out as I'm branching out by being on Derek's show, which I love doing every single month, talking about stuff that maybe goes outside of Chicago. Uh, I'm also hosting a show called Bet on Chicago for the Believe Podcast Network that covers Chicago sports, Chicago pop culture, entertainment, a bunch of other kinds of stuff. And then Believe in Bears with former Chicago Bears defensive end and for a very brief time, former Detroit Lion, Corey Wooten, we do two shows a week, a post-game, pre-game show, breaking down the Bears matchups, which has been tough sledding lately. And then finally, I um, I work for rotoballer.com. I do two videos a week for them on YouTube. Just go to rotoballer, R-O-T-O, baller. And uh, I do quarterback start sits, tight end start sits all week long, and also do a boom and bust video too as well with my buddy Dave Raspoli. Check out that video. If you guys have questions or comments, drop those comments below because I do. I try and do a really good job of answering everyone's questions as you go along. So if you have a question, it will not be unheeded on that network. Back to you, Derek. Joey, so many good stuff putting out there. I definitely always want to let you plug that. Everybody go check it out. Give them the follow. Now, I got two quick follow-up questions for you in this game. One, I don't think you'll mind me mentioning. You left out my favorite uh, thing that you've done in all of uh, media, and that is you are the star, the absolute um, guy that made or broke, and I think you made it, my friend, that Burger King Cha-King commercial. Joey is the man in that commercial. It's incredible. Every time I see it, I'm like, I can't believe my man Joey's doing his thing. It's awesome. Uh, Derek, well, thank you for saying that. I will throw one more thing out there just to pile on the stack one more time. Yes. If you go on YouTube and you keyword uh, right now, R-O-R-I-G-H-T, right now with John Goblikon, G-O-B-L-I-K-I-C-O-N, John Goblikon, um, it is a show where a goblin from hell interviews um, heavy metal bands and DJs and actors and uh, social media influencers. I am on that show. I am the sidekick. We just shot some new episodes last week that I think are going to be coming out November 4th. Um, so if you're interested in a little comedy, it is the Halloween season. Go ahead and YouTube that. Check out some of the videos. They're they're really hilarious. I'm not like the star in them. I'm the side guy. The Goblin is so funny. You guys got to check it out. No doubt. Now, one other side item I got for you is that 
How's the Twitter world treating you? How is the name change to at Joey Sports Guy going? You had that ridiculous handle before. You said you didn't really want to get on Twitter. I said that's where we get all our news these days. That's where everything breaks. That's where the great people out there love to talk sports and, and love great content. I mean, is it going well for you with this new name change as well as getting the, getting the tweets out there? It's been going fine, Derek. Uh, honestly, like I just try and continuously bring consistent content. So if you do put on a follow for me every single day, I hopefully have a little something for you. And it's not just tweets, but it's like video content and stuff and different things to take a look at. It's going cool, Derek. I mean, in general, honestly, I don't and you know this because I didn't join Twitter for forever until three months <laughs> ago. I I'm not a, the biggest fan of social media. I will tell you, Derek, my two favorite things about Twitter, though, so far, and you were 100 percent right, is one if you want like a highlight from a game and you're not watching said game, if you go to Twitter, chances are there will be a highlight of, of, of that. So if there's a 55-yard touchdown that you kind of miss on red zone or whatever, maybe like a dunk or a basketball game that you miss, you can go on there and watch highlights right away. And then also it's been really great also for post-game stuff and interviews, um, that kind of breaking news. I'm, I'm getting better. I, you got to walk before you – you got to walk before you run on Twitter, and uh, I'm slowly getting there. So I guess I'm enjoying it. Perfect, man. Like, say, it's instant content all day, every day. It's just my news feed. I just scroll through, and I give likes and retweets to things I enjoy. I try to put out sports, football, Lions content when I can. You know, we're all crazy busy, but glad glad you're doing your thing there, as well as, uh, you know, all the facets across the board. Everybody definitely go check out all his content. The guy's the king of all video, um, talking to a million great people, as well as, you know, just uh, give that follow of those likes that really helps him out a lot as well so joey i love having you on the show talking ball i don't want to spend too much on this game that's why we had fun on the first segment because everybody knows what happened but you know the rams oh wait stafford versus the lions went down this past sunday i mean it was the game everybody's looking forward to everybody here in detroit was actually dreading it because we weren't playing that well we just got spanked by the Bengals. matt stafford's playing mvp type football had a lot of trepidations going into this game but oh my goodness this thing gets kicked off lions go right down the field with a 60 plus yard td screen ball to deandre swizzle next thing you know it's an onside kick we get that we go down and get points then next thing you know we're faking punts (laughs) multiple punts i mean we were just all over the place with mr campbell and company and i absolutely loved it while number nine was standing over there with his ball cap i mean were you as caught off guard as everybody was by the aggressiveness the approach the Lions took and the fact that they're up early and even halfway through this ball game they're right in it um you know playing really good ball typically fake punts onside kicks in the first half I I would normally say I'm shocked and surprised but Derek man I mean this is Dan Campbell's I don't think this is going to be his vibe you know in the years to come but I think this year specifically especially with you guys trying to get your first win on the board this is not surprising at all. I mean, he went for he went for two when he could have tied the game. What was it, one or two weeks ago? And it worked. I mean, this is a guy that goes for it on fourth down in the red zone. He did that against the Bears. I mean, I, it's it's becoming a familiar story, unfortunately, of the Jared Goff factor not being able to put together four quarters, and then obviously the interceptions in the fourth quarter was something that was so Rams esque of his past, you know, his past life as a Ram. Um, that, you know, that wasn't very promising. But again, you know, I, I, I'm kind of still looking at the positives for you guys. I mean, DeAndre Swift straight up is, 
you know, an RB1 in fantasy. He's a two-way player. I think he's obviously him and Goff have this fantastic chemistry going. He can kind of lean on him. You still are incorporating Jamal Williams. You know what I mean? It's not like he's the forgotten man. You know, they're splitting carries, what, 13 to 12 almost every single game. Hawkinson's knee injury has been kind of tough on you guys. And, look, we, we don't have to bang our head against the wall about your wide receiver position because if you don't have guys healthy on the field, what can you honestly really say about what Goff can do in that area? But, hey, man, look, you guys took the lead, what, three times in that game, right? When you when you took the score uh, and then later on you kicked the field goal. The Rams are a really good team. Um, I know that you guys are knocking on the door. Um, I don't. I'm curious to hear when you kind of think, you know, you guys are going to pick up a win. You play up an Eagles team this week that I definitely think you guys can beat them in. But again, Derek, am I wrong? This is all about four quarters. You guys got to put together four quarters of solid football. And Goff has to stop turning the ball over until that doesn't happen anymore. You guys are going to continue to see the same results. Yeah, no, I, I like everything you said there. I mean, uh, my favorite part of that take was you, you threw in a little fantasy football, which, you know, I love fantasy football. DeAndre Swift has been a ball player. Joey, I, I, I let you in one of my leagues. Uh, it's a longstanding league, a lot of great buddies, real competitive. H- have you checked the, the standings in that league at all recently? Man, it's been so brutal since Russell Wilson went down. <laughs> I was cooking I was cooking three and one, and I think now I'm down to like three and four or something like that. I'm sinking like a rock. But I got some injured receivers coming back. I got Jerry Judy on the way. Maybe Michael Thomas will see in a couple of weeks. And, of course, Dalvin Cook had his annual. Uh, I'm going to be hurt for a couple of weeks. Man, it's just tough. I think I'm rolling Danny Dimes now out at this point. The Russell Wilson injury really, really kind of derailed what I thought was a fairly promising campaign. But I trust, trust me, Derek, I'm not giving up. There are people sending me wild, completely imbalanced trades about three or four times a week. I'm still open for business. I'm still open for business. Bring it on in. I'm not going to kick you out of the store just because I say no. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of at that point right now. I think the vultures are circling and picking at my carcass. But I'm, I'm going to hang in there, and I, I, I think brighter days are ahead. Okay, so all those excuses are noted, and they have been recorded here on the show, but you totally dodged a question. Have you checked the standings? Do you see who's at the top of the standings? That would be me. Oh, did me. you win this week? Are you did, in did, first place, my friend? Are I you would five be at the, two? I'd be at the top. Did you see who whooped your tail a couple weeks ago? That would be me. So that's what I was going for. I was getting you to pat me on the back. Instead, you talked about all the reasons why you aren't winning. So, I, I mean, it's expected. But anyway, that's a fantasy football side tangent for you because I don't talk about it much, but because I'm killing it, almost every league yes I'm gonna brag sometimes that's what we do that's why we have fantasy football and why it's so fun when you're losing you can make excuses like Joey and my buddy Luke out there who told me every reason that he's at the bottom and I'm like dude you won it two out of the last three years and then I said can't you give me some credit I'm up top I'm killing it he said nope just like you so it, it, it is what it oh, is no, but I, fantasy, give you, fantasy- I give you tons of credit but like everyone else <laughs> on the planet I think about myself first and you know I'm, I'm on a lion's pod right now so I got into making excuses for not winning what can I say to you? <laughs> Ding, oh, ding, baby. oh man all right well let's let's just like you said um this game you know they were ahead quite a bit they do need to finish the four quarters Jared Goff does need to not turn the football over but my thing was this defense like it continues to play 
above average, tough, grimy football. And that's from guys like Jerry Jacobs. Who? Exactly. This guy's become a really nice corner and a guy that can make plays. He got jobbed on a call or two in this game. Uh, He's always sticky. He's really a fighter. I like this kid a lot. Other players on this team, undrafted guys, guys up front seem to be doing some things. Um, They're holding teams other than that Cincinnati game where, man, they're they're, they're playing pretty tough, which I like to see. I thought Matt Stafford, even though we kept him on the sideline, anytime he got out there, he made the plays he had to and was pretty sharp. Like I thought, like he got in some third and longs, and of course that was the time where the Lions either busted coverage or couldn't get after the quarterback, and then he had just enough time to zing one, you know, thirty yards down the field to who else? Cooper Cup and and others. So I felt like that hurt the Lions. Now I want to throw this at you, Joey, because I kind of know what I was thinking. Fourth and one, kind of later in the ball game, they're on their side of the football ball field could have took a field goal to take the lead I think it would have been what 17 16 or something at that point um, had they taken the field goal and instead he goes for it and he rushes them up to the line Dan Campbell does and they run up the middle with DeAndre Swift I mean I don't know if you saw this live or have heard about it but do you take the points there and take the lead late in the game or are you like hey you've been aggressive you're going for everything just go for it there is, and this brings up, I think, a broader, interesting conversation about what's going on in the NFL this year because I feel like, in general, I feel like fourth down, going for it on fourth down is very in vogue this year, more than it's ever been. If you look across the league, everyone's going for it on fourth down. I got to be honest, Derek, I'm a get the points guy. Um, I know the the counter to that is, well, you're playing the Rams. And they're going to they're going to just keep scoring, and you got to convert you know field goals into touchdowns against the Rams. I don't know when you're in that opportunity. I think drives are pretty sacred, especially when you have a successful enough drive to get down in that area. I personally, I would have kicked the field goal, man. And to your point, if you've got this gritty, tough defense rolling right now, I just never, I have a hard time when coaches project a concept that they think there's going to be a future negative result, as in we can't kick the field goal here because we need to score more points because we think the Rams are going to score another touchdown. I think that's a negative projection in my opinion. You know, I can be wrong. That's just where I kind of land on it. I would have kicked for the points there and, you know, just roll up your sleeves and just try and have the defense stop the Rams. Yeah, see, the the problem I had with it was, you know, you I think you can always take the points later is what people look at, you know, but in the moment. I was watching the game going, yeah, go for this. But what I didn't like is the, you know, they're a little bit discombobulated. Like I said, they rushed up to the line. They didn't look sure of themselves. And to me, I'm always negative, even though DeAndre Swift has popped a few up the middle and he has nice shiftiness and power, as I mentioned earlier. That's not the type of play call I'm running when they just shut you down the play before on a similar play. And they have, I don't know if you've heard of him, Aaron Donald in the middle along with others up there. So, If I'm going on fourth, I'm always a proponent of either throwing or running outside, giving yourself some space, some options. All this NFL tough guy where it's like, we're going to sneak it. We're going to run it right down your throat. Like Those are the plays I always see get blown up, and that's what happened to the Lions here. They ran up the middle. It got blown up. You get no push. You get nowhere for the running back to go, and you don't get it. So I guess that that was my issue with that is I would have went for it, but I would have been – 
would take more time to kind of get my team together because it was a huge play or I would have just been more creative and done something better I mean sometimes even those trick plays a lot of misdirection works on fourth and short like the Chiefs and other teams do so I thought that was a little bit of a mishap but to me I put on Twitter you guys can find me at Derek Oakry I was like don't kill Jared Goff for this pick late in the game because to me it, it didn't seem like the right time to just take an all or nothing shot but if they thought they had a play I don't mind it now the problem was he got pressure he threw it Jared Goff he he has a definite distinct you know lack of arm strength compared to what we're used to because the ball just does not get there it does not look pretty in the air it but he did get hit it flutters Ramsey undercut it and picked to, to me that wasn't the end end of the world you know I, I knew that pretty much ended the game but I didn't feel like it was this awful decision how could you do this I felt like he was about to take a shot TJ Hawkinson um, to the end zone he thought he had it and he got blown up and the pass got got picked by the best corner in the game so not, not a big deal there I mean what do you think is that just one you chalk up as a bad play by golf or is a better player by the by the defense um, I, I would probably put that one on just making a nice a nice play right there but my, my wheels on the defense that is uh, but my wheels are turning a little bit, and I'm sure you've probably covered it already on the Kool-Aid cast, but if you can indulge me for a second, you know, what is what is your take on, you know, the Dan Campbell call-out of golf? Uh, you know, it's been about, what, a week and a half ago now at this point. And just the concept of at some point the dude's going to have to start playing turnover-free football. And it's yeah. a bad combination if the guy can't throw deep and he's still turning the ball over. That's not a great combination. Um, but what was your take on Campbell? Uh, Campbell's call out of Goff. Yeah, it's a good follow up. I mean, I think you know my impression the whole time was uh, that's why I love Dan Campbell so much. Is he doesn't go by these old creeds of like, oh, you know, I can never, I'm never gonna say anything that's truthful. Like he, all he said in the presser was, we we need and expect more from him, and he needs a little bit of help, and we think he can he can do that. And and in this game, he, I mean, again, you can blame Jared Goff all you want, but 268 touchdown, uh, you know the. I want to say the one pick, you know, was was a a mishap, you know, and then this one was just kind of a, you got hit on the play and the guy undercut a ball and yeah, maybe it's a chance you shouldn't have taken, but um, they seemed all on on board of wanting to do it. So I had no problem with what he said in the presser. I I think Jared Goff was fine. He's just like, hey, that's totally cool. Like I, they have respect for each other. He knows he's an open, honest guy. And I think he's coming out and playing better. Now the flip side of that is like, you know, I'm, I'm done with Jared Goff in regards to my hope for him as the long-term answer or this multi-year guy. I've seen enough as far as his ability to make those big-time plays. Now, if you put a really good team around him, I feel like, yeah, he could definitely help you win ball games. But with this team, with the team they'll have next year, even if he's around, yeah, it's not going to be pretty. And Detroit fans are just done with him as well. They're kind of like, yeah, this isn't the guy. But we all know we're going to have him this year and next. I've said this before, dude, and I wasn't trying yeah. to be a jerk. You guys just deserve better. And yeah. I, I'm completely in agreement with you because I agree with you also that if you surround him with really strong talent, he can thrive and he can be successful. But what that doesn't match the paycheck, right? It yeah. doesn't match the paycheck for, for what you're going to be paying him moving forward and what I think you guys really want to try and do. So, again, hold down the fort. You know, he's going to play some snaps. 
he's going to hopefully, you know, I think obviously you guys are going to probably win a game or two you know, in the near future. That's definitely going to happen. But then, uh, you know, that's why I was on board with Dan Campbell doing it, because honestly, if you're going to be down all these wide receivers, I think you could have a really fun debate about who's your best offensive player right now. Is it Goff, Swift, or Hawkinson? Goff makes the most money, and Campbell's looking around the room being like, hey, man, if you're one of our best guys on this unit, you got to play better. There's no, there's yeah. no two ways to slice that. And unfortunately, I think that just might be, you know, just Goff's career moving forward, which is fine for you guys. You play with him for a year or two. Eventually, you'll get out of the money. You'll find somebody else. And by then, the cupboard will be so stacked with other defensive options and hopefully offensive weapons. And you keep this offensive line intact. And then you'll be ready to roll. Yeah, that's where everybody's at with it, as well as, you know, the Kool-Aid drinkers and people that are love this team are... They're just swallowing it, you know. Hey, this is our guy for the next year or two while we build up the, the foundation, why we put playmakers around him. And, and next year, if, if they add a receiver or two and keep Mr. Hawkinson and, and, and keep using this running back combo, I mean, I think he could have a decent season. But my, my thoughts of him, like, you know, being the steal of this trade or a guy that can, you know, uh, really rally around. Like he just doesn't have it when it comes to arm talent as well as, you know, his decision-making isn't there. His playmaking ability isn't there. And that's been easy to see since the first couple games. Like I had to kind of see him with this team and in this uniform to sort of get to that point. But I'm totally cool with him being around too, as they kind of rebuild everything else up, as you said. So uh, that's where everybody's at with Mr. Goff. But I, I just want to say this about this Rams game to kind of put a button on it, finish this up is like, I was real proud of the Lions. Now, some people out there, you know, have always beat me up or, you know, this is the Kool-Aid cast. Everybody able to say, like, it's either a win or a loss. And I'm always like, no, not really, because there's lots of losses that really sting. There's wins that don't feel very good because you lucked out. So, yes, we all know the bottom line is you get a win or a loss in the column, but they all feel very different. This one felt very different to me. The fact that we didn't get ran off the field, the fact that we were very aggressive, the fact that the coaches had enough you know, foresight and smarts to be able to not only think about these trick plays, but pull them off flawlessly was great to see. Jared Goff had a much better game hung in there. The running game was fine. Cleef Raymond had 115 yards receiving. That's just an added bonus. And they were in this pretty much till the end. It took maybe a few plays that uh, took this game, you know, from being raid a real nail biter to, oh yeah, okay, the Rams won it, but damn, the Lions played well. So I was proud of the team. I thought it's something you could definitely build off this week uh, as we head to the Eagles game, which uh, be fortunate enough to have you on the Friday and talk about it. So I chalked this up as a, um, you know, a good loss by the Detroit Lions. And yeah, maybe my final thought to you as well, and this is just a mantra that I would just uh, try and lend to the Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers out there. Um, it's this whole concept of, now look, I would highly recommend you win a game, right? You don't want to go 0-17. You don't want those comparisons from the past. You don't want that because it'll leak into the national media or whatever. But you you kind of mentioned like Lions fans sort of dealing with pot shots from other people. And I would just say, guys, just hold your head up high. I mean, again, lose, go 1-16, whatever it takes to get that number one pick next year. And when, as long as people want to make fun of you and do whatever, like, honestly, you guys, you, you knew what you were doing when you walked into the season. It's all about the season after that. And then the season after that, you're telling me if you have the number one pick next year, plus the Rams pick, which will be in the twenties. And I, I don't know, maybe you figure out a way to trade that one pick for the three and the seven. And then you have three, seven 
and 25 in the first round next year. Like you, it, it's a it's a tongue clucking situation that I think you guys can be in very 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 quickly. And you already know that you're taking your lumps, so don't feel bad about it. These other people that want to give you guys a hard time about it, just keep walking, man. You guys know the path. You know the process. You know it's not this year. You hope it's next year, and then you feel really good about the year after. So just hang in there, guys. Hang in there. Keep you know competitive losses. Um, as long as the team doesn't quit on Dan Campbell, as long as DeAndre Swift keeps getting better, Hawkinson keeps getting better, the Aquara thing was a super bummer. Um, but you know, you seem to like some of your guys in your defense. So just, you know, keep playing, man, and keep, you know, you want that high draft pick. I mean, that is the one thing you got to walk out of this year with is that high draft pick. You're on your road, on the road. Keep going. There it is, everybody. At Joey Sports Guy. Drink it in, man. Joey, really appreciate it, man. I'm looking forward to talking to you on Friday. Who knows what we might cook up as well as we got to preview this Eagles game and have some fun talking balls. We always do. Appreciate you coming on, man. Anytime, man. Great to see you. Great to talk to you. And uh, see you back Friday for a very spooky pod. (laughs) There we go, everybody. Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Take care. We'll catch you Friday right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.